Welcome to the podcast. This is a Bible study series where we study the scriptures to prosper and be in health so that we can grow our influence and share the gospel and hasten the day of Christ's return. If you'd like to learn more about how you can build a healthy lifestyle and to prosper and be in health, visit online glendahill.com. I'm Glenda Hill, and you are listening to Restore Health by Gospel Bible Study Podcast. Hello and welcome, Christian friends. Welcome to this Bible study about junk food, fatal attraction. Now, why is it often fatal to our spiritual growth and our ability to discern spiritual truths? Let's begin this study with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you for your love and grace to keep us even when we violate the laws of health. Forgive us and bless us with the Holy Spirit as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome again, Christian friends. I want to look at two characters in the Bible, and I want to see if their attitude towards food and even how they eat, what they eat, or the decision to eat. How is it similar to ours and the way we think and the way our attitude is towards food today? We want to learn from their experience because some of the things that they did, we don't want to repeat. (laughs) We want to learn the lessons and we want to change what we're doing so that we, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we will work to transform our eating habits. All right, so let's get started. Now, we all know the story of Eve. Eve ate the forbidden fruit, and we can read about that in Genesis chapter 3. So turn with me there. We're going to pick up at Verse four, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat. Okay, let's stop right there. Let's unpack this a minute. When Eve ate the forbidden fruit, she was not physically hungry. She wanted something she never had, something that she was forbidden to have. That is a fatal attraction anything that you or I desire that God says no to. Don't touch, don't taste. But that is something that kind of draws us to it. It's it's forbidden. And when Eve was offered to be like God, knowing good and evil, she had no clue what evil was. So what was the attraction there? It was something new. Now that happens to many people and we get trapped into the cycle of always wanting something new. 
always wanting a new taste, a new flavor, a new junk food, something new, something that is going to fill that desire in us to have something that we never had before. And what happens is that whole mentality, it becomes an addiction. But even if what you're doing has become an addiction, that is no excuse for sinful behavior. The wages of sin is death. Now, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 1 through 3, the scriptures tells us that it is wise to consider carefully what is before you, especially when it comes to food. Now, how many of us consider if the food that we're eating is good in the eyes of God? Well, Daniel chapter one, Daniel considered all that was on the king's table. He refused to defile himself with the king's meat and drink. He asked for simple plant-based foods to eat and water to drink. So this is a lesson for us that even though you have food put in front of you, maybe someone else served it to you, you're at a a friend's family or a gathering, maybe you're at a wedding or a special event, still you are to take pause and look at what's before you and see if this is something that God would want you to eat. And if it's not, you can be bold as Daniel was and ask for what is more suitable for you. If you don't know what is good to eat to promote your physical and spiritual health, then James chapter one, verse five says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously. So God will not hold back wisdom from you. He will give it to you. He will tell you what to do. Now, Eve, she did not ask God for wisdom. She had no clue what evil was, but she leaned on her own understanding. And that's a direct violation when you look at Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6, where it says, lean not on your own understanding but she leaned on her own understanding. So let's read Genesis again, where we pick up where, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. Now, how often do we decide for ourselves what is best? My Christian friends, if you want life and to have it more abundantly, then take the Apostle Paul's advice. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. They're not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So it is clear that while we have freedom of choice to eat what we want, that doesn't mean that we should. We have to consider what is our purpose? What are we here for? And is what I'm about to eat going to promote and help me 
to achieve my goals. That's how the Apostle Paul looked at it. He had a purpose. He had a goal. He wanted to win the prize. We have freedom of choice to eat what we want, but that doesn't mean that we should eat, especially food products that you know is full of chemicals that dim the senses, that hijack our brain and pervert our taste buds. And when I say foods that are junk foods, I'm talking about foods that are fried foods. They have, uh, they're salty, they're sugary, they have a lot of grease or and they're fried and they have these addictive flavor enhancers. That's how they're designed. They make you or cause you to be addicted to the food so that you feel like you keep craving it. But I want you to know you can be free of that. And the way to freedom is having a mindset that is more like how Paul was thinking and not how Eve was thinking. So before we move on to our next Bible character that I want to look at and see if the way he was thinking is the same way that we think today, I want to ask a few questions. Do you eat when you're not hungry? Because that's one of the things that Eve did. She was, she was not hungry. She had no desire to eat because she was hungry. Now, I'm asking you, do you eat when you're not hungry? Maybe to satisfy an emotional need, uh, loneliness or boredom, or you're disappointed. You could be disappointed with life. You could be disappointed with yourself. And eating is something that you do to punish yourself. It's not to comfort you. It's to punish yourself. I know so many people talk about how you are comforting yourself when you are trying to satisfy that emotional need and to to make it not hurt so much. But that is not a comfort. That is punishing yourself. The next question is, how do you relate to Eve wanting something new or something forbidden? Do you experience that in your life? Think about it. Eve took a gamble on something that she knew nothing about. Knowledge of good and evil. She had no clue what evil was. The idea that she would be like God, that appealed to her. How does that make you feel? Do you think that you are the boss of your body when it really belongs to God? These are questions that I hope that you will ponder even after this Bible study is over. Now, the next Bible character I really want to talk about is Esau. Now, you know the story of the twin brothers, Jacob and Esau. And I know you know this this story because it's a very popular story for one, but you are Bible students, my Christian friends, and I know you know this story well. But I want to bring out some very important things about Esau. Esau was the firstborn and he was to inherit the spiritual and material blessings. But Jacob, the younger brother, he wanted the blessings. Now there's so much to this story, but we're going to just focus in on where Esau's attitude about food cost him his birthright. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 25 
And we're going to look at 29, verse 29 to 30, and verse 34. So I'm just going to kind of summarize this because we know the story. Jacob, he cooked up this, oh, nice, delicious pot of stew. And Esau, he was out in the field. So he came in from the field and he was faint. He asked Jacob, feed me, I pray thee with that same red pottage, for I am faint. And Jacob said, sell me this day your birthright. That's verse 31. Verse 32, and Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Verse 33, and Jacob said, swear to me this day. And Esau He swore to him that he would sell him his birthright. And in verse 34, then Jacob gave Esau bread and the pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. And here's a very interesting thing. The Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. Now, I want you to think of your health as your birthright. And it's something that's very precious. And I want to connect these points to how Esau thought about his birthright. He didn't even hesitate about selling his birthright for a pot of lentils. He didn't even hesitate. He said, it's not going to profit me right now. So looking at it from the hindsight, Esau made a regrettable decision about his birthright based on his desire to satisfy a need that he had that really was exaggerated. That's a very important point. Yes, he came in from the field. He was faint. He was weak, but he was not about to die, which is what he told himself. And Jacob took advantage of Esau's vulnerability. Jacob saw that Esau was tired. He was hungry. He despised his birthright. And Esau lied to himself, saying that he was about to die of hunger. And that was an exaggeration of the facts. So he made the decision to eat the food. It was convenient. It was there. It was ready. It was smelling good. And he made the decision to eat that food, to sell his birthright, to satisfy his appetite. And that was worth more to him at the moment than his future inheritance. Like I said before, Jacob, his brother, he took advantage of Esau's weakness. So I'm going to ask you some more questions. Can you see yourself in this story? Can you see yourself where you are sacrificing your good health, which is your birthright? Are you sacrificing your spiritual sensibilities to satisfy an exaggerated need? Because Esau told himself lies. He said that he was about to die of hunger. So he traded his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of lentils. We lie to ourselves too. We say things like, I don't have time to cook a healthy meal. Or we may say, I'm on a budget, so I eat what is cheap. 
There are times when we feel, oh, my stomach is growling and I can't wait for dinner. I need a snack to hold me over. Now, the problem in each case is that we reach for the junk food and the junk food is food that is void of nutrients and it's full of chemicals that hijack our brain cells, which means those those chemicals that are in those foods they really bypass our brain. So we can't, we can't think logically like with our frontal lobe. And if you make a pattern of eating junk food, that is a fatal, fatal attraction. It's leaving us with sickly bodies and dull minds, unable to discern spiritual truths. So it's going to be difficult to study the word and get into some deep, study of like prophecy and things that we call present truth for this time, things that we need to know as we are the end time generation, there are really some strong meat things that we need to learn in the Bible. We need to learn prophecy and we can't really grasp those truths when we are on a junk food diet. Because like I said, those chemicals hijack our brain cells. We cannot think logically and we cannot respond properly when we are giving the truth. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We just can't grasp it. But there is a way to break free and it's through truth. So the truth is we do have options. We don't have to give in to the lies that we tell ourselves. We don't have to say, I don't have time to cook a healthy meal. We know that's an exaggeration. That's not really true. You have time to do whatever you want to do. If you want to cook healthy, you have time. You can make time. Not all healthy food or to prepare a healthy meal is not always so expensive. Even on a budget, you can cook up a really good healthy meal. And sometimes when your stomach is growling and you feel like you can't wait for dinner, you really do need to drink some water. (laughs) So dear Christian friends, I want you to know that we do have options. We just fail to explore them. We fail to ask God to give us what we need. We have to ask God to provide our needs. He knows we need them before we ask, but he wants us to ask. So Christian friends, I want to encourage you to honor the gift of health as your birthright. Let us not destroy the body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are you trading your health birthright to satisfy your cravings for salty, sugary, fried foods? Well, the way to remedy that, the way to get past that is to believe that God will help you. You have to call out to him. He is the one who can break this bondage in your life. Now, I found this study to be a great way to just evaluate what's going on in my heart, what's going on in my head. You have to pray about what you are discovering when you study this subject, the junk food, that fatal attraction. Are you experiencing what Eve went through? Are you experiencing what Esau went through? These are topics that people don't discuss when 
we're talking about food, why we choose the foods we eat, why we choose to eat, why we choose to not eat at certain times, the amount that we eat, the quantity, the quality, whether it's good or bad. What gives us the the, the foundation that we need to be able to do what's good and right in God's sight? And that's the word of God. And you know that. So I think it's important that you go over this study and ponder the questions that I asked. Now let's review what I believe to be the most insightful lessons in this study. We saw that Eve did not ask for wisdom, but she leaned on her own understanding, which we know you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to lean on your own understanding. She wanted to be like God. She wanted something new, something forbidden. She believed herself capable of deciding what is best for her and her husband. She not only ate the fruit, but she gave her husband the forbidden fruit. I just feel like that is just a a demonstration and evidence of her pride and her arrogance. How could she think that she knew what was best? Now, Esau, he lied to himself. He exaggerated his circumstances. And he made decisions while he was weak and vulnerable. And he didn't value his inheritance. So I'm hoping that you will value your inheritance. Your health is your birthright. And you need to value that. Be careful not to exaggerate your circumstances. And avoid making decisions while you are weak and vulnerable. Because people will take advantage of you. Okay. In both of these cases, Eve and Esau, these people had other options, but they failed to explore them. God is always available to give us help in time of need. Psalms 32 verse 8 is a beautiful and comforting promise. The Bible reads, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. That's wonderful. Beautiful promise. Now let us end this study with a prayer. Our Father and our God, praise and thanks to you for blessing us with your word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Grant us grace to overcome our faulty thinking, our faulty acting, our faulty speaking. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, my Christian friends, peace to you and take care.